Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. Hi, I'm Vashita. I'm Kelly, and I get to talk first this time. Yay! <laughs> it's been so long since I got to be annoying on this podcast. Um, so I'm talking about Richard Cordray and Betty Sutton and Yay. the delightful combo Again. that is them. Yay! <laughs> and and how you've been hustling. Oh, have I? Everywhere. <laughs> I we have. We are so proud. Uh, you know, I, I made the... I, I tweeted... You know, it'd be fun to take a selfie every day. I have to wear a, a shirt for work, like a work shirt. And then I realized that people would never think that I'd change clothes. It totally looks that way on our Instagram. <laughs> it really it, does. It really does. That's a good thing. That means that stuff is getting done. That means I need to do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Monday, was it Monday? It yes. was Monday. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Monday, I went uh, down, to, I was going to say up, I went down to Marietta, Ohio for the uh, gubernatorial debate between Rich Cordray and Mike DeWine, and yes. it was great. Um, Planned Parenthood planned a denied DeWine rally outside of uh, the debate location, so there was uh, probably 15, 20 of us um, with like pro-choice signs supporting uh, Rich Cordray and Betty Sutton, and, just, and then we uh, all hung around and watched the debate, and... Uh, it was a good time. Uh, our volunteers got to meet uh, Betty Sutton and Rich Cordray, get some photos with them. Uh, I'm very proud of the sign I made. <laughs> I am too, especially being a Jeopardy fan. Do you want to tell them what it said? It said, Ohio is in Jeopardy and we need a champion, which is only funny if you know that exactly. Richard Cordray <laughs> was a five-time Jeopardy champion. Exactly. So it was uh, very fitting. Um, and he apparently was also delighted by this sign, which just I mean, tickles me. Oh yeah. Cordray has been, you know, this, this is a part of his actual, right, exactly. you know, his campaign messaging, uh, his Jeopardy experience. So. It was great though. Cause he said, no one's put it quite that succinctly. Well done. Yeah. I was like, I would agree. I was like, like, yeah. No other campaign or organization has thought of something that creative. So Ha-ha. kudos right. to you, Kelly. Yeah. We're, we're going to make you and, and Cordray the, the cover photo for this podcast episode. Cause it's yes, an epic sign. Oh, so. I'm it cheesing is. hard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got to I got to meet Richard Cordray and Betty Sutton, and uh, everyone on this Democratic ticket is very tall. <laughs> they really, especially Rob Richardson. Yeah, yeah. I mean Kathleen Clyde. Yeah, uh, they Steve, are. Like, they're just all like uh, at least yes. ahead. Of, they're all ahead above me. It's <laughs> alarming. Aftab yeah. Perival in Cincinnati is also very tall. Like I'm just yeah. like, is there a height requirement in Ohio, and why is it over six feet? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems that way. Yeah. So I went to Marietta on Monday, and then the um, Ohio Democratic Party had like a bus tour launch on Tuesday. So it looked like I stayed up all night, just really excited about uh, electoral work and getting and hitting the ground for November because I'm wearing the same clothes. Um, but uh, it was a good time, and yeah. I and I'm I'm proud of my sign, and I got my picture. So yes. <laughs> Nerds for Cordray says I'm cool. <laughs> yes. Well, Nerds for Cordray loved that. Did you see Francis Strickland had a Nerds for Cordray t-shirt? Oh, that was I didn't know that was Francis Strickland. That's Francis Strickland. I saw the shirt. I was <laughs> the like, lady huh. with the uh, Nerds for Cordray t-shirt. She's she's a cool lady. She is. Oh, she had an event this morning, and then you never got back to me on the time. Oh, that is ah, true. Sorry. We did. <laughs> I don't know what, when was it, Gabe. 
I don't know. I just saw the tweet. Oh. Um, yeah. So the the bus tour though yesterday morning was really great. They had all of the statewide candidates out there, and Joyce Beatty. Joyce Beatty, who's just like the most you know glamorous member of Congress <laughs> ever, and also my future House Rep uh, Herschel Craig with that glorious mustache. Yes. So <laughs> I was just like, I get to see everybody I like. This is exciting. His mustache was epic. He's a yeah. He's a very adorable man. <laughs> so you mean his mustache was there, but he was also there all yes in attendance. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was attached to the mustache. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he leads with the mustache. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a really great event. Uh, Cordray spoke about the importance of protecting women's rights. Um, it yeah. wasn't a very long event, so it's not like he was dwelling on the topic mm-hmm. singularly. Right. Um, but, you know, what we've seen from him in debates. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's so much better than DeWine. I mean, I know I'm biased because I like him as a candidate and we have endorsed him, but like right. genuinely he's an intelligent man. Yeah. Uh, and very well-spoken. And even if he's nervous, he knows what he's talking about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And DeWine just kind of... He's a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and his opening statements have been fire. Like he comes out swinging and yes. I think people are enjoying that because, you know... Uh, Cordray's always been the kind of the He's a dork. shy, yeah, dork. You know, he doesn't really uh, hit hard, but he's hitting hard now. Right. And I love it. So. I'm, yeah. far, I'm fine with having a dorky governor. I am absolutely fine with that. Compared to what we see from the White House, it's like, oh, yes. please, can we have. <laughs> Give me the nerds. Somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> I need an adult in the governor's house. <laughs> Not someone who just screaming in anger. Oh, goodness. It's horrible. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, you know, I think everybody in the offices with what we're seeing out of the yeah. Cordray Sutton campaign. Um, Betty Sutton led off the, well, after Joyce Bader, then Betty Sutton stepped up and spoke. Um, you know, she's uh, really proving to be a... Um, you know, a great asset to this, to this ticket. Absolutely. I'm seeing a lot more, you know, engaged material out of her yes. than John Husted, who is Mike DeWine's. I don't see anything from Well, it's because Except he's... negative ads or negative comments. Negative ads. And then he's so far embroiled in the whole ECOT thing. He's got more negatives on himself than he does positives. I don't know how he, like, how can you justify running for lieutenant governor while like embroiled on the ECOT scandal? That's just... This is Ohio. I, there's that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he accepted so many donations from ECOT supporters and really greased the skids. John Husted's farther in the ECOT scandal than Mike DeWine is. Yeah, um, Mike but DeWine the combo tried just to say... It's horrible for the state. Tried to say that Rich Cordray never gave back the money that he supposedly got, and Cordray's like, no, let me address this from my perspective. And right. I just love that each and every time that they come at him with something like the rape test kits... Corey comes back with, no, that's not how that went, you know? So it's like they're trying to take all these negatives and throw it against him when, in, in all actuality, it's uh, Mike DeWine's team and, and those who are in office. Yeah, he's basically just, like, talking crap about himself when Mike DeWine comes out swinging against Cordray. It's like, you didn't do this. Well, neither did you because uh, you had a lot more time <laughs> than I did. Were, yeah, there for eight, seven, eight, seven, eight years, and I was uh, there five months when the rape kits came in. Right, Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got the video of uh, Cordray's response during the debate um, on the rape kits, uh, explaining exactly what the process was under his uh, office to process those, what the timeline was, how fast they were able to move those. 
uh, compared to DeWine's seven-year-long travesty of not right. having this be taken care of yet. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you know, really strong contrasts uh, about abortion rights, about rape kit right. testing, um, you know, the fact that nobody on the Democratic ticket's embroiled in the ECOT scandal. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, the there was uh, one of the Columbus Dispatch reporters, I think it was Jim Siegel, who was tweeting uh, something to illustrate, you know, Republicans are trying to say, well, Democrats took ECOT money too. It's like literally a comparison of $500 <laughs> to $23 million. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an enormous amount of money that's been funneled into Republican coffers. That's crazy. Uh, wow. to to support you know what became a billion dollar uh, program mm-hmm. that you know was set up to to defraud Ohio taxpayers one hundred and eighty nine so. million dollars yeah. from taxpayers and speaking of the the dispatch did we talk about the good news oh yeah the dispatch endorsed Cordray yay yeah go for it I don't I mean this is the second Democrat they've endorsed in how long I don't even know. They endorsed Strickland the first time around. Okay. But before then, it's been like literally decades. Yeah. So. It speaks um, volumes. Yeah. The dispatch endorsed uh, Rich Cordray um, mentioning, amongst many other issues, uh, the fact that Mike DeWine is just really clearly too extreme on abortion policies. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, this... This, I think, is a really terrific sign that a, a conservative yes. <laughs> paper like the Dispatch, they admit in their uh, their own column, you know, hey, we're a conservative paper. You know, right. this is a, a Republican-leaning <laughs> newspaper. That's um, weird. And, and here they're rejecting, you know, DeWine, who's been in politics for... 42 years. 42 <laughs> years. That's as long as Jamie's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and so now the dispatch is like, okay, enough is enough. Enough is enough. We need His somebody new. policies are egregious to say the least. So, um, I think everyone should check, check out the, the article that the dispatch has and also vote for Cordray. <laughs> I really like him. And I'm not just saying that because I have to, cause I'm not, I don't actually have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Link in the show notes. Everybody should read it. Um, yes. a, a great endorsement. Um, I expect there to be others from other newspapers um, here in Columbus. Obviously, we Following pay a lot league, of correct. attention to the dispatch. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike DeWine is just unfit mm. to lead Ohio. Yeah. At this point, he's just unfit to be in office, period. So, Right. Put him out to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of the big news in, in state government. Is yes. The great and positive, positive news. Yes. Positive news. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. So. Uh, then there's all the rest. What's, what, what else is in the news? <laughs> um, so when our previous podcast or our most recent podcast was recorded. <laughs> I don't even know what it was about. Uh, Kelly and I had just discussed. Um, it was it, it was right after the first. Uh, uh, the first DeWine Cordray debate. Um, And Kelly Copeland and I talked about Cordray's response in that debate, which was terrific, a nice pro-choice, pro-women's rights, um, promoted the importance of working towards equal pay. And Mike Um, DeWine was like, yes, I will sign a six-week ban. And and Mike DeWine... Was being uh, Mike DeWine. Yeah, blatantly pledged to sign a six-week ban. But the question that came out um, was the, the original question from Dayton Daily News reporter Laura Bischoff, uh, was 
now there's this scandal mm-hmm. of the Supreme Court nominee and Brett Kavanaugh. And so we had just then yes. learned um, uh, about Kavanaugh's true self. Yes. Uh, and so now since then we've heard from her. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's testimony? Emotional. Uh, it was extremely emotional. Um, but, but, but for you, not on her behalf, she was very even keeled and reasonable mm-hmm. and like, right, right, right. So yeah. So yeah, she was very poised, um, the whole time that she spoke unlike Kavanaugh and, uh, she remained very calm and, you know, she told her side of the story. Um, but I think for a lot of women and other people out there, it was emotional to see her sometimes yes. emotional and just to know that, you know, what she went through, um, and for them to be dismissing it, like it was nothing. Um, so that that was my thoughts. But also, Kavanaugh was extremely out of order. Um, he pretty much screamed, yelled. He acted like my five-year-old. So. Yeah. I like beer. <laughs> I still like beer. Right. This is a job interview. <laughs> For the Supreme Court. Right. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to... Yeah, to, to have... Explain that. I mean, it's a textbook response of abusers. Like, once they've been called out is to, like... To act get emotional, out. to get act out, to just... Just like a toddler a, who to, just yeah. got caught doing something. <laughs> be a, yeah, be a big baby. Right. Um, yeah, it's almost unfair to babies. You know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> My son is <laughs> least, more of an adult than Kavanaugh. <laughs> at least they have a reason. They're, you know, they're aged, they're young. But right. For this very man baby. <laughs> it, it, it was just incredibly shocking. Yes. You know, I, I think his... Shocking? Or is it just like disappointing but not surprising? Oh, I I think I it think, crossed the line yeah. into shock. I, I think I, a lot of people were shocked. Yeah, I I think he's not qualified for the Supreme Court, not based on I mean you know, I mean yes, based beyond on, the allegations and all that. He's not fit for like the allegations. He's not fit because of what he like has done before. But like specifically, he's not fit because of his demeanor. It's it's just incredibly shocking that someone who is a judge would be such a terrible, terrible witness. All he had to do was sit there and just explain himself and to be screaming at Dianne Feinstein, to be Mm -hmm. directly insulting Amy Klobuchar, who started off her questions explaining that her own father was Mm -hmm. a recovering alcoholic and that she understood alcohol abuse and for him to be screaming questions about Mm -hmm. how much she gets drunk. Exactly. Where in the hell does this guy get off? Exactly. Treating us senators like that. He's in a job interview. Exactly. He's he's the pinnacle of white male entitlement. Absolutely. And if he behaves like that on TV, can you just imagine how he behaves after a few beers? (laughs) Like, right. Exactly. When nobody's watching or just, you know, I just I couldn't I couldn't imagine so right you know the the uh, the questions that have been coming out not only from Dr. Ford but from multiple other victims um, who have made uh, really credible claims yeah. of everything to him exposing himself to actual cases Why of do rape. Why people even do that? Ew. <laughs> You mean exposing themselves? Yes, wow. like, I mean... Have you guys looked into... Neither me nor Kelly have an explanation for <laughs> I, that one, so... Uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> uh, have you guys looked into his uh, accomplice, Mark Judge? He used to have a weird YouTube channel that has been, like, since been deleted of, like, I young-looking girls just passing out 
It's <sighs> super weird. Right. I mean, everything about this smacks of just kind what of the hell the bad guy in yeah. every sort of John Hughes, you know, early eighties. Uh, yes, Revenge absolutely. of the Nerds sort of movie. <laughs> Kavanaugh was the bad guy. And, and everyone you know. uh, from the most of the Republicans still just want to push him right through. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had this horrible record in terms of reproductive rights. Um, he's always been, a, you know, a loud mouth. Um, yeah. There was a, a moment there when he was critical to Donald Trump. And, and now he's in that kisser. sort of McCain, yeah, you absolutely. know, stance of like, hey, we're the Senate and we need to stand up to the president because we're not taking orders from him. And there was like five minutes where Lindsey Graham was <laughs> in that camp. Literally. <laughs> and he's done a 180 on that. And uh, during Saturday Night Live this week, they really implied, um, and I think, you know, directly stated Kate McKinnon was doing the impression of him that he's auditioning for the cabinet. You know, if Jeff Sessions does not come back after the midterms as attorney general. I think Lindsey Graham wants that position. Probably. He, he was screaming about Kavanaugh, talking about Lindsey Graham, you know, as a lawyer, I've done this and whatever. I think that you was his audition. You went to the audition. University of South Carolina School of Law. It is not that good. <laughs> Trump doesn't you, have Kelly. standards about actual <laughs> academics. He does not. I think this is his audition for attorney general. Ugh. Sickening. Well, only time will tell, but I don't doubt that for a second. South Carolina politicians are just the weirdest. I mean, I've read an article from the Post and Courier, which is Charleston's newspaper, about Nikki Haley's like potential future run for president, and I was just like, no. <laughs> she's she's really jeopardized uh, herself with back to the Jeopardy thing, but um, <laughs> with her support for Trump's foreign policy, she's made too many statements that have. Everybody in the international community just scratching their I mean, heads. the U.N. literally laughed at the president of the United States. And then she backed him up the, the next day. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a glorious moment. Um, I'm disappointed because she is also, like, a woman of color and, like, has, like, Indian, like, background and, like, an international background. And I just, I don't I, don't I thought it was a glorious moment when Trump got laughed at. Sorry. Oh, yeah. If there was any type of <laughs> Okay. No, I'm still just, confusion. I'm, I'm still just disappointed in Nikki Haley, both as a woman and as a South Carolinian. Right. Yeah. She also went to Clemson, so I, she's unforgivable anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a <our> problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Trump, uh, you know, he made the, the comments to the UN saying that his administration's done more and accomplished more yes. than any other presidential administration in history. <laughs> and the UN you can't even laughed at you, him. Literally, you can't <laughs> hear am, him say that without laughing. I am mortified as an American. <laughs> and he said, that's, well, that's not the response I was expecting, but he's like, ha ha, they think I said a joke. Ha ha. <laughs> I, I don't understand what goes through that man's head. He's a narcissist, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just self-love. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wish I could have that much self-love. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no one I mean, would like you if you did. That's true. Trump, <laughs> Trump apparently thinks he's better than George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, FDR, <sighs> JFK. It goes down the list. Yeah. He doesn't realize he's the worst. Mm-hmm. One of the worst. No, he thinks that everybody who says that is wrong. Him and Richard Nixon are bros. Um, he, oh, he had a, uh, so, so the UN thing was earlier, uh, in the past week or so, uh, yesterday, 
Um, he had two big points come out. First being uh, the New York Times has uncovered tons of information about his father's business practices. Okay, but like where was this information two years ago? Right? (laughs) Who was not doing their job? And I know the answer is most people, but like... Well, but Hillary had an email server. (laughs) Right, but her emails... Yeah. This is just making me more mad than when I started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's your job. Um, Yeah, so Fred Trump... Uh, apparently ran his businesses with family in mind, hiding money mm-hmm. in trusts under his children's name. Yeah, he was a millionaire when he was like eight, Donald yeah. Trump. It's crazy. And, you know, Trump's big line that people can quote was he claims that the only thing he ever got from his father was a loan of $1 million. That's still not true. And, yeah, the New York Times, if <laughs> if you adjust it for inflation and, you know, 2018 right. values, it would be over $400 million he got from his dad. And the building... He had, I think he was like, yeah. however, I think half of that was his as well, something like that. That is uh, so many dollars. Yes, more than a loan of $1 million. Yes. You know, he sort of makes, and, and the loan of a million dollars, everyone was like, where can I get this loan of $1 million, right. exactly. Again. That would be a huge <laughs> boost. And right. I would love a million dollars. Well, I would, I, I would love the $400 million that he apparently <laughs> got from his dad. I will be happy with one. Right. <laughs> Uh, Half a million something. So that came out from the New York Times. And then just about the same time yesterday, uh, he also gave uh, statements to the press um, just directly mocking Christine Blasey Ford, um, really questioning her entire testimony, being very rude about it, you know, not only not believing her, which is bad, but being just a Trump-like jerk uh, about it too. Uh, Susan Collins uh, was asked about it in the halls of the Senate today and said, you know, listen, the president's statements, you know, they were not appropriate. At least she's aware of that. But we need her vote and she needs to vote no. I'm just speaking of votes. uh, What do you guys think about Senator Flake? You mean other than he lives up to his name? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I want to play poker with him because he's got this face that just totally <laughs> looks like anything he feels guilty about, he would give away. Oh, I just got the presidential alert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Me too. It, it was Jeff Flake who, um, you know, who said, listen, I, I, need to, I need to hear from the FBI before I can... Um, you know, before I can move forward on this. Correct. The thing that really takes me off then is he voted yes in the committee vote. Exactly. I'm like, hold on. If you need more right. time and you need an <laughs> FBI investigation, then don't send this to the floor and say it's all ready to go. That's exactly. not how this works. No, <laughs> no. It's like he's trying to please both parties or both, you know, to play both sides of the fence. But I do applaud the two women who pretty much held him like, Oh, yeah. In the the elevator. And Mm -hmm. it was like, hey, you're going to listen to my story. And, you know, he didn't have anywhere to go. (laughs) And so by listening, it's like, you know, do you see the people who have been harmed by sexual assault and what that means to them? You just can't brush that off. Do you think this will have any ramifications for voters this fall? I mean, either way, really. Uh, I do. Yeah. I, I, I think this, you know, seeing, actually seeing people holding members of Congress accountable. Yes. And screaming at them in an elevator if need be. And apparently Absolutely. if need be. <laughs> um, 
you know, and, and then seeing him go to the floor of this committee and hold up a committee vote and, you know, sit there looking yeah. like he's going to throw up in his own lap <laughs> uh, and then say, hold on, wait a minute. We need more yeah. time to look at this. You know, I, Who I don't think anybody. Knew? Yeah. So, so you're talking about members of Congress, but I mean, specifically voters, voters on the ground, voters in Ohio. I mean, we are seeing um, letters to the editor in Cincinnati of, well, I don't know. How, I feel like these people are very old um, saying that what's happening well, we knew that at letters to the editor, but go on. Hey, we had a 17-year-old write a letter to the editor. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I take it back. Go ahead. Um, but just these these older voters who were like, yeah, that's just how things, any any girl has uh, had unwanted sexual content. There's no reason to like, like have Kavanaugh like not confirmed. <laughs> and then I don't. Yeah, I've had a lot of uh, men respond to things that I've said on social media, and I think they are offended because in their mind, it happened so long ago. Oh, boys will be boys is what they said. But like when the boys, is, you know, are African-American like Trayvon Martin or, right. you know, um, someone who's been shot Samira and killed for, for exactly Samir Rice or Mike or just anybody who's been killed, you know, what was their past? Where was the boys will be boys um, model then? Right. I think I'm most disappointed that some of these letters to the editor are coming from older women who just like, that's just how it was, and that's just how it is, and that's just how it's going to be. Is they, that, do you know if that's like white women? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. They I mean, her name is that, Barbara. So. <laughs> I did read an article saying that 70% of white women still want him to be confirmed. I don't know if it's 70% of white women. I said that yesterday. I'm, I hope it's, man, okay. Yeah, I think I it's know. probably 70% of white Republican women. Well, I hope that's the case. Yeah, that makes more sense. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah. myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, my, <laughs> my, I, <laughs> yes. Disappointed in the other white women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm disappointed in the other white men. That's fair. Uh, I just, uh, it's, it's striking to me that the women that have come forward have like gone on to be victims advocates, to work in psychology, to work in like sexual assault trauma and domestic violence trauma. And then there's the men that just go on with their lives. Yeah. yeah. I would say more, but I can't curse on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the FBI has been investigating people. Their hands have been tied in many cases wherever the White House can. Um, is this really an investigation? Because it just seems like it's lacking. It sounds like about half an investigation. <laughs> when um, do we riot? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the tipping point? I don't know. They're not it, making this public either, I don't think. Probably not. Well, so, that, am I not allowed you... to advocate for rights on the radio? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you. Um, no, I I do have that question of you know how do we find out what the FBI, F, what the FBI discovers? Right. If they were doing this the correct way, they would have postponed the committee vote, and exactly. that FBI report would have been presented to the committee. The nomination's no longer in the committee. There's no mechanism for like, hey, everybody in the Senate get together. We're going to have FBI story time. That's not a thing. Right. I don't understand how this works now. Right. But the vote got delayed by one week. So exactly. we're sitting here. This is Wednesday morning. Right. <laughs> I expect Friday morning Mitch McConnell to be standing on the floor of the U.S. Senate going, okay, that was your week. How do we know what the FBI found? You know, right. That's that is definitely a valid question. I mean, even if he is conser- confirmed, we already have an illegitimate Supreme Court with Nor- with Gorsuch, 
Gorsuch's seat. Right. Uh, one over one fifth of the Supreme Court justices went to the same prep school. Over one fifth of the Supreme Court nom- uh, justices will also be like assault, like people who have assaulted people. At least one fifth of the, like, because Clarence Thomas is yeah still there. With with Kavanaugh, it becomes one third of the men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <sighs> We're in a bad situation. Right. And it's probably just going to get worse. This is America. Uh, so, uh, like I said, it's Wednesday morning. We're still trying to figure out uh, what Susan Collins thinks, what Lisa Murkowski thinks, what Jeff Flake thinks. Um, I know Trump's comments, you know, they've heard Trump's comments. They heard Kavanaugh's comments. We need four you know, a, a very tiny group of swing voters in the U.S. Senate to right. come to their senses and admit, no, this guy is not right on many, many, many counts. He wasn't right before any of these allegations exactly. came to light. So, like, why are right. we even doing this? But I, I'm <sighs> also, I think people are trying to whitewash George W. Bush, be like, oh, he's not as bad. He's, he was fine because he's not Trump. But, like, no, he's also legitimately terrible and is, like, whipping votes for Kavanaugh, like, Right. Yes, pushing for him very hard. Just because he has slightly more decorum than the current president doesn't mean he's any like less Different. garbage. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye.